Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. We figured since we've got a bit of spare time on our hands, we'd interview some of our fave celebs and influential figures in the beauty industry and share those interviews with you. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when a bonus episode drops. We're here. We're back again for another interview episode. I feel like this interview came about because, Hannah, we both watched some content on this guest's Instagram and I'm pretty sure we sent it to each other and we were just in hysterics. I think my favorite comment from this content was my soul left my body and I just thought it was so funny. So today's guest is makeup artist Namvo. She's based in New York. Also with Namvo, before I became a beauty person, when I first started Adore, I discovered Namvo and what I loved about her, that beauty wasn't serious. Beauty was fun. I loved all her double entendres. Yeah. She used very sexual content, which I was obviously obsessed with. (laughs) This is before we launched a sex category. For non-beauty people or beauty newbies, she's a really fun way to get into beauty. Totally agree. So if you're in for a laugh and you want to learn a little bit about beauty and fashion and And vibrators (laughs) and vibrators, then this is the interview for you. So we hope you enjoy it. Today's guest is a makeup artist based in New York with possibly the most stunning skin you've ever seen and a very hilarious personality to go with it. Welcome to the podcast, Nambo. Thank you so much, my friends from Down Under. (laughs) If there's one thing that you're known for, it's the dictionary of beauty innuendos that you've created, including glow job and glowgasm. Can you tell us what else is in your dictionary and what are the meanings of these terms? Well, thank God my parents are not on social media because sometimes I sound a little pervy. I just think that it's fun. I don't know. I've been, my friends have, since I was a little, little, they say that I have these things called namisms and I just say silly little things. And you know, what's really funny is the whole Dewey dumpling thing. People are always like, Oh my God, such great marketing. I literally just spit it out of my mouth one day, not thinking anything. And then I hashtagged it once, twice, a hundred times. And then like the media picked up on it and then it just became a whole thing. And what do I say? I say glow job. I say glowgasm. I say global. I say, you know, like instead of global, like a global artist, I'm a global artist. Um, (laughs) I say, what else do I say? Oh, and my new thing is I say sexually threatening. And, um, how I got it one day is I used to work at a retail store in the cosmetic department. And I was complaining to my friend, Paul, and I was like, I hate working here. Everybody's so like catty and into commission. I'm going to move into the men's department. So I said, F this, I'm out of here. And he was like, honey, you think you could work in men's suiting? You're too sexually threatening. You're going to be a threat to the, to the women and a distraction to the men. They're not going to hire you. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds so cool. I want to be sexually threatening. <laughs> I think my favorite of your terms is definitely glow job. That is by far my fave. And I like that you affectionately call your followers Dewey Dumplings. I, that's just so cute. So how do, I think the most important question is how do we get to Dewey Dumpling status? Are there any steps involved? You have to be moist, dewy, and delicious. <laughs> then you're automatically a dumpling. You could be a plump one, a thin one a dark one, a light one, one from Australia, whatever. (laughs) You just, 
And you're not oily. You're dewy. Yes. So I have oily skin. I'd really like to know the difference between oily skin and dewy dumpling status. Okay. So let's clarify for once and for all. First of all, I would like to say I'm an oily girl too. And I always used to fight my oil. Now mm. I'd rather be oily any day than to be like a dry, dry pancake. Okay. Mm. So oily is greasy. It's like greasy residue in your face. Dewy is moist. It looks like your drink, your face just took a drink of water. There's a difference between looking really hydrated and moist and looking like you could like fry an egg on your face on a hot day. So we want to be dewy. We want to look moist. We want to look hydrated. We do not want to look greasy. But I rather look greasy than dry. Yeah, I do definitely agree. Me too. Now, it seems that you've got a ton of cream products in your collection, which look so beautiful on the skin. Have you got any tips and tricks for anyone that's wanting to switch from powder products to cream products? Yes. Okay. So I, you know, there's this whole trend right now, shaking, baking, sauteing, whatever people do. There is a place for that. And it's usually on stage or if you're a Kardashian, but it's not my personal aesthetic, you really want to keep everything really like moist and layering with creams. But I think it also depends because the truth of the matter is not everybody has flawless skin, you know? So I think that when it comes to highlighting and using cream products, I always tell people, you know, when you, you pop your highlighter cherry, you might want to go slow and you might want to do like a glossier. There's different types of shimmer and creams and oils. So like you, like if you want to go more shimmery, you could do like a Becca champagne pop. But if you just want to go dewy, you could do, where's that? Like a Chanel bomb where it just looks wet. So mm -hmm. it really depends. Or, you know, like sometimes you might want to do like a primer that has a little bit of like a champagne -y glow to it. It's two things. It's a matter of preference. And it's also a matter of skin texture because if you have like orange peel looking skin and really large pores, I don't suggest you put something very shimmery there. And for me, my favorite place to highlight is here on the highs of the cheekbone. But if you have a lot of crow's feet or like texture or acne scars, I would do something more wet and moist and not shimmery. And if you want to burn out some corneas like me and look like, you know, that you might want to do something like a Fenty or like. A Becca Prosecco pop. I notice that people that go with highlighters, it, you know, they pop their cherry and then they go upwards in, in their face. The main part to highlight that stands out the most, I think, is the highs of your cheekbones. Another favorite place for me to highlight is in the inner corner of my eye, the highs of my nose bridge, or like the bows of my lips. I'd love to know about the skin prep before the highlighter. Is there, are there any tips that you've got for skin prep before you kind of put your makeup on? Yes. I mean, I, I, there's not a one size fits all kind of situation, but um, I spent a lot of time prepping the skin because, you know, beautiful makeup starts with beautiful skin. You know, I get so many people, whether it be press or like one of my followers saying like, what's your favorite full coverage concealer? How do I cover this melasma? How do I cover this texture? And I always tell people, it's not about the makeup. It's really about the skincare because the better the skin, the less the makeup. So it's kind of counterintuitive, but rather than creating the illusion of good skin, go invest your money on having good skin. Regarding skin prep, it really depends. So you said that you're oily, right? Mm -hmm. So what, when I'm working on set, what I almost kind of like to do is I almost like to like strip it, then replenish. 
So I might use like a toner, like a P50 or like a Paula's Choice, where I kind of almost like matte out the skin. I like to use like a cotton pad and I might do two or three rounds of like kind of buffing the cotton pad into the skin and taking any excess oil. Then I'll replenish and use like an essence. One of my favorite essence is the more Pacific one. It's not cheap, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Use like two drops a day. And then I'll move into a moisturizer and it depends. Like if somebody doesn't have perfect skin and I need to use a fuller coverage foundation, then I'm going to hold back on all the heavy moisturizer. But if I want to do like a full on really nice glow job, then I might use oils. I might mix oil into the foundation. I might do all kinds of like wizardy glow job techniques. It really depends on the situation. But when you see me, those Instagram glowy techniques, and even if it looks really natural, I'm contouring the out of someone's face and I'm highlighting and I'm using like different color foundations. You know, it really depends. Sometimes you're selling the fantasy and sometimes you want to make it for the real world. I There's something else I really wanted to talk to you about because I watched your self-pleasure highlight on Instagram, which is a, a topic very close to my heart. <laughs> I was almost crying with laughter because we've spoken about a very similar device on this podcast for you to flower, as you like to call it. Do you think it's becoming increasingly important for women to be more open about self-pleasure and kind of what made you decide to do that on your own Instagram? Well, God, this it's actually a really true story is I was given this vibrator slash called the cloud massager to try. And I've played around with different vibrators before. I've never really been a toy girl. And I kid you not, I learned something about sexuality because for me, when I used to self-pleasure, I used to have to watch a sexy movie or have sexy thoughts. And that's how I would get myself to the finish line. I put this down on my flower (laughs) and my eyes shut. Then I started rolling around and I literally couldn't even open my eyes because it was on high. And it, I've always had a very healthy sex life and this sent chills and shivers (laughs) through my body. And who knows, I guess there's 8,000 nerves down to this clitoris area. Who knew? But, um, it is out of this world. And I learned that, I guess you could get off without thinking anything sexy. I literally was not in a sexy mood, thinking about sex at all. I put it on. I rolled over my bed three times. I called my agent and I was like, I have to, I have to help, help these people promote this vibrator. And um, it was so interesting to me because so many people were like, you talked about masturbation. And I was like, don't we all, I'll talk about anything. I'm not really shy about anything, but I learned a couple things. I learned about nerves. I never knew that I had. I learned about, this isn't like a regular orgasm with like, you know, having intercourse. This sends shock waves through your body and it's a totally different feeling. And I also learned that like, it's 2020. Like, I don't, I think that people, women need to feel comfortable pleasuring themselves. And if anything, listen up ladies, it makes you a better lover because when you know your body better, it just, I think it helps in all aspects. So I'm all for the masturbation movement. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> no, me too. We have we have a similar device called Vush the Empress and I've spoken about it on this podcast. I second everything you said, like particularly the sexy thoughts <laughs> comment. I actually have never said that, like, I, but I was thinking that, like, you don't need any sexy thoughts. It's just like wham, bam. But FYI warning, 
I think I overdid it for like the first month and then I lost my sensitivity. So I, my advice to all the dumplings and my friends down under, I would give it maybe no more than three twirls a week. And also if you're dating somebody make sure he's secure and you know, did you see that I put out a dick disclaimer because I didn't want my boyfriend to feel bad? I'm like, I don't want him to watch this video and be like, hello, she's never rolled around three times. So, uh, so make sure that you're with a secure man, ladies. While we're on the topic of devices and tools, I've never seen anyone look so radiant and sculpted in all my life. And you've mentioned that you use a microcurrent device. And a few other tools. Do you think the microcurrent device works? And what are some of your other favorite skincare tools? Apart from the vibrator, of course. Okay, so this is my advice when it comes to skincare. Fix it before it's broken. I people troll me so bad and they tell they say that you have a nose job, you have Botox. I swear in my life, if I did, I'd probably make some money and get a Botox sponsorship. I don't, not that (laughs) there's anything wrong with it. You know, I've been lucky to work in the industry and I've had every celebrity facialist, everything under the sun. And I've tried, I'm sure you ladies have too. But for me personally, the two things that I love most is microcurrent and microneedling. So microcurrent is basically kind of sending electric waves to your muscles and helping them flex. You know, it's kind of like when you go to the gym and you work out, you tone your arm. There's muscles in the face too, but only we can't lift it and build muscle like our arms. So a microcurrent tool is really going to go help to stimulate those muscles so they they continue to tighten. I'm a little hardcore, so I like to feel like I'm getting electrocuted. I'm one of these weird people that if I feel like my face is burning off, I think it's doing something. I don't want anyone to throw rose petals in my face. Like I want science. I want technology. So microcurrent is a big one. And I think another thing that American women get wrong that we can learn from the Europeans is that we forget about the neck and the chest. And mm. it's so imp- important because when you look at a hole, this area, the skin, the, check, the chest where your boobs are, it needs to be smooth and beautiful too. So radio frequency, I've had every kind of radio frequency, like from professional to at home. So radio frequency, microcurrent. Radio frequency, you know, kind of heats up the collagen and it, I almost feel like it irons up my face. And have you guys heard of Thermage? Yes. So Thermage, I got done maybe right before quarantine, like in March. And I noticed my face, everyone's like, are you using a filter or did you have surgery? It is so good, but it's not, you cannot wait for your to fall down to the ground and look like a raisin before you start treating it. So I think I've genetically always had good skin, but I think it it went next level when I started doing microcurrent, radio frequency, and microneedling. Microneedling, I think it's most effective You know, there's the blood one, what's it called, PRP. That is good, but I just think the regular one is just as good. But I think the secret is you have to do like four to six. One time, the next two, in two days, you wake up, your skin looks nice. But I really think it's about consistency. And um, microneedling, there is a company called Environ, and they make like a gold microneedling roller. And it's super, super great for sensitive skin. It's really good for the delicate under eye area. And I don't know what the numbers are, but it's supposed to make your products or your serums penetrate like 500, a thousand times more. I kind of think that when it comes to skincare, whether it's lasers or microneedling, it's kind of the same principle, which means you create a wound in your skin and then your skin goes into overcompensation mode. 
So those are some of my favorite things. I think, you know, like jade rollers, guashas, those are all good. So are your fingers, you know, you're not going to jade roll and all of a sudden turn back time and look like a new person. I don't think that's aggressive enough. Sure. It helps. It's great. It's relaxing. But I think if you want to see real results, sometimes you have to go a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. We're totally on board with that. <laughs> Changing pace a little bit onto fashion. Before I was in beauty, I was like, I loved fashion. And as you can see, you probably can't see that I do because I'm wearing a full pink tracksuit. I don't know if you can see my full pink tracksuit, but I'm in lockdown and I've I've totally given up. <laughs> but you always have such beautiful outfits on your Instagram. We'd love to know some of your fave fashion brands for any listeners that stalk you as much as we do. It's actually ridiculous. I feel I was talking to my financial planner. I should probably own three homes by now, but instead I have a nice wardrobe. (laughs) So I, okay. And this is the honest truth. Zimmerman. Ah, Aussie brand. Girls, you know, my family lives in Sydney and my last three boyfriends were from Australia. So really? Wow. Yeah. I have some karma with your country. I love your country. I love your avocado toes. I love your flat whites. (laughs) Um, Zimmerman. I love there's a new brand. I think she's actually from New Zealand. Amelia Wixit. I love yes. just get ready. It runs very small. So don't feel bad about yourself. Go up two sizes. I love a lot of Australia brands. I love Aj, A-J-E. Yep. Yep. I love a lot of lingerie inspired things. I love Fleur de Mal, Kiki Tamana Pross. I love La Perla. I just, you know, I just love anything that's girly. I like putting bows in my hair. I like ruffles. I like tits out. I like bustiers. I like my palette. I like really nudie peachy. And I just really like feminine silhouettes. There's so much. I really need to stop though. I, it's like, it's a little overboard right now. <laughs> you can always sell clothes though. <laughs> yeah, I should. I think I'm going to do that. I might, I might actually move to London in the next year. TBD. Oh. I will say out of all my clothes, it's probably my Zimmerman pieces that I hold on to for the longest. Zimmerman, they should actually sponsor me. Hi, Zimmerman. Love you. <laughs> We're very good at getting sponsors on this show. So don't be surprised if they don't reach out surprised. to you. <laughs> Let me manifest. <laughs> now, we were going to ask you about dewy skin as the next question, but we've kind of already answered that earlier in the interview. So I thought maybe you could tell us some of your favorite hair products. Because I've seen you use a lot of Orbe products. Is there anything else that you swear by for getting that beautiful loose wave? you've always got a lot of volume in your hair what's the secret girls 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 do you guys own the dyson era yes yeah it takes a second to get the hang of it at first i was very like goofy about it another thing that i discovered that save money honey and cheap and cheerful is i noticed that whenever i was on photo sets all the hair stylists took out this jar it's literally like four dollars it's like free it's this hair gel for me when i shoot glow porn I really need my face to be like snatched and like not a hair in the way it like literally like, like slicks my hair back so tight. There's like not a baby hair. It's like so tight. That's something that I love. What else? There's a new brand called Playa. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's P-L-A-Y-A. That smells like dreams and wishes. But you know, can I be honest? I'm not big on shampoo and conditioner. It's about dry spray. It's about having good color. And it's really about energy. You know, like the way you shake your head and you like walk into a room and it's just like being sexually threatening. So I, I usually like to snatch my hair up or wear it really wavy. But I think that air wrap, like a lot of people are like, I bought it. I don't know what to do with it. 
you kind of have to like play with it. And once you get into the rhythm and the swing, it's literally a game changer. I, I love the Dyson Airwrap. And, but it's the gift that keeps giving. It's very expensive, but it, it's something, there's something special. It makes the curl last. And it gives you really like bouncy hair. Yeah, no, my mum would agree with you there. I never, I never got to play around with it. It went. My mum took it to try it, and then I never saw it again. So she would agree with you. So lastly, if you had to choose three products to use for the rest of your life, either skincare or makeup, what would they be? What are your desert island products? Oh lord. Okay, SPF, of course. And you know, you guys from down under, the sun is strong there. So I have a couple yeah. of SPFs that I love. If I'm going to be sweating, surfing, or not that I surf, why did I say that? (laughs) Um, Then I like the Shiseido Wet Force. If it's just like a normal day and I kind of want to look glowy underneath makeup, super glow screen. And then I'm obsessed with this. I'm kind of late in the game for Ulta MD. This is the tinted one, and it just is so dewy and beautiful. And then, of course, this is the It Cosmetics CC Cream. Mm. You know, when they talk about it, they're like full coverage. I'm like, I want nothing to do with full coverage, but there is something very special about that formula because it covers, but it looks natural and the staying power on on that is great. Well, you said four things, but I just named a category. Okay, so SPF. Another thing that not a lot of people know about, which I'm obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. If they end this, I'll jump off a bridge. The Shiseido Future Solution Foundation It's a medium full coverage foundation, but I like to use this as concealer. You put this on with a damp beauty blender. The under eye is so tricky because there are things that cover well, but then they separate. Then you look like you have like white leather. I'm very picky about what goes under the eye because by the time you powder aging and the under eye seems to be everyone's number one problem. Are you puffy, sunken in, swollen, crepey, whatever. This is almost like a thick second skin. And it doesn't crease and it looks beautiful under the eye. And third product would probably be Tatcha Dewy Mist or a more subtle version of it, which is the Peach and Lily Glass Skin Veil. So SPF, concealer, and a little dewy mist. Those would probably be my three. I can, I'd rather name like 15, but let's just start there. <laughs> I know I can never pick the top three. Everyone struggles with that question. The Eat Cosmetics, I so agree with that because I was really nervous because it was it felt so thick. Do you use the Illumination version? I'm assuming yeah. that you do. Yeah, nice. Even the, the original version, yeah. it actually still is dewy. And I think, oh, Beauty Blender. There is not a face I touch that I don't use Beauty Blender And it does just something I can't explain. So if you don't use a beauty blender, you're not using it right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all the questions that we had for you today. Uh, We could hang around and chat all day because you've just made us laugh. I know, you guys are fun. I'll let you know when they let us into your country again. Yeah. Please do hit us up when you're in Australia because we definitely want to catch up and also let us know if you're having a clothing garage sale because we will be be there there and we'll definitely be buying your clothes. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. I'll give you VIP access. Yes, amazing. Thank you. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.